You are listening to MAGA Weekly with Brendan Dilly, the California, and Magical Trevor. All right, welcome everybody to MAGA Weekly. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly, and I'm going to go ahead and add in my co-hosts here right now, and uh, we'll get this thing rocking and rolling. If you could at this time, please tweet this out, retweet it, share it, whatever you got to do. Let's try to get more eyeballs on it, um, and uh, we'll get going here in a second. Give me one moment. All right, we've got a lot to cover tonight, obviously, with this latest President Trump indictment. We are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this thing. We'll talk about it. Uh, hopefully, I mean, Trev was already taking a ton of notes uh, ahead of this broadcast, so I'm looking forward to discussing what he has discovered and already found and getting in-depth on that. Let's uh, first check uh, our microphones here. California, do we got you? Are you good? I'm here, sir. Good morning or good afternoon. Good evening. Excellent. All right. Mike is in the house. And Magical Trevor, are you here, bud? Yep, I'm here. I almost wasn't here. I looked from my phone to try to find the Twitter app, and I, all I saw was this X, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I know. The new fucking porno graphic is absolutely absurd. Uh, probably the stupidest rebrand I've ever seen, but that is for another day. Okay, so first and foremost, this is MAGA Weekly. Uh, I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly, my co-host, Miguelifornia, and Magical Trevor from Meme TV. Uh, we are we do this every single week. Uh, we don't operate like a probably a normal spaces where you have a bunch of people uh, flinging poo at one another and uh, sharing their completely ridiculous opinions and arguing and all that shit. That's not how we get down because um, I frankly don't have the patience for it. So. Uh, on this spaces, it's more like a live uh, podcast, I guess what you would call it. Um, and it's going to be the three of us. Very rarely do we call on anybody unless you're somebody like super fucking important, which hasn't happened yet. So uh, it'll be the three of us discussing today's topic. So first and foremost, I'm going to be super transparent because that's kind of how I operate all the time. And uh, and I always am sort of like, you know, hard on sleeve. <clears throat> this indictment uh, has got me really angry. So I didn't want to do this tonight because uh, I was so fucking pissed off. And given the way that I uh, articulate ideas and talk, I knew that there's a very real possibility I could say something that would result in me getting arrested and hauled off. So this is not the kind of show that I normally would like to do after something like today. However, I've got two of the most like calm and cool people ever to co-host with me that I'm going to lean on tonight to keep me from saying something fucking stupid and getting incarcerated. I just know that I, what I am feeling is something that I know millions of Americans are probably dealing with tonight. Um, when you see this shit and you realize this is not a matter of, of, I think saving America, your fucking country is cooked. Okay. We're at the bottom of this thing you now basically are are going to try and elect Donald Trump to rebuild it because it's fucking done. This is full-blown banana republic. Um, we can all stop with the shit where we're like, oh, we're going to salvage this hunk of giant goddamn shit that's sinking into the fucking abyss, okay? It ain't salvageable. It's cooked, okay? The Department of Justice, the fucking FBI, our entire political apparatus, the fucking donor class, all of that shit is cooked. Your country, this is not the United States of America the way it was intended at all. Um, I don't believe it's something that even 
that you're you're even looking at this and going, okay, hold on, let's put some some glue and tape to this bitch. I don't think so. I think that you're electing Donald Trump to completely overhaul and and repair this thing uh, and and probably gr- go ground up with this thing. This is this is ain't gonna be a remodel. Um, I think a lot of people are really angry tonight. I think there's a lot of questions. Uh, and we're going to do our best to answer some of those uh, questions that a lot of people we've seen on Twitter having. So with that being said, I'm going to go to Magical Trevor first. Trev, uh, I guess, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, actually. No, I it, <laughs> I mean, considering it's, you know, it's another night, it's another indictment. I think we're doing this uh, on a pretty regular clip now at this point. Um, I think you said it better. Uh, earlier today where you said that you know, every time something comes out with Joe Biden, some new indictment hits for Trump. And, uh, yeah, and that's, that's pretty fair. That's spot on. Um, it seems like I think we've had like one Tuesday out of the last few shows where we haven't had something going on that wasn't you know, directly related to some kind of an indictment. Uh, but, uh, you know, it this one feels a little bit different just because of the fact of the nature of what it is. And, you know, this isn't just like some silly documents case. This isn't some silly, uh, you know, Oh, he, you know, he, he touched me an appropriate thing and it's not, uh, some bullshit about, you know, his tax filings or, or business or what have you. This is something that's personal to a lot of us that, that support Trump. It's something that we've, you know, felt and believed in for a long time. And, uh, and so it's that it, it kind of it hits different. And uh, so I think that's probably why a lot of people are angry is because of the fact it's like not only, you know, do we have the the insult of the election that was 2020, but we have the injury now of Trump being indicted for for defend, trying to defend it and trying to fight for us to uh, have free and fair elections. So it, it's it's a big deal and, and definitely understand why people would be angry. But you know, keep a cool and level head and move forward and, you know, support Trump in any way we can through the whole thing. You know what, Trevor, I think you're absolutely right too. It's, I think it's because it's involving January 6th. Like, I think it's because that was such a bullshit moment and an absolutely bullshit day. And and I think the way that it's been represented to the American public and the way it's been written about and spoken about and, and obviously you like when you can't talk about this particular case without reliving all of the bullshit narrative associated with everything from that day, whether it's them murdering Trump supporters, uh, whether it's them covering up the fact that uh, an officer who was not injured died of something totally unrelated. And they tried to pin that on Trump and MAGA and Trump supporters. I think you're forced to deal with a lot of the emotions around every individual who's still incarcerated uh, waiting a trial for January 6th or serving hard time for a totally bullshit uh, trumped up charges. I think that's where I think a lot of the anger comes from because it, it, it all it is such it is such a hot button issue, given the fact that, you know, I've got people in here right now. And I because, you know, I love you guys and I'm not I, I wouldn't start saying names, but many people in this spaces were there that day. As a matter of fact, the guy I'm going to go to next was there that day. California, does this sort of does this type of indictment maybe drum up some of the feelings associated with what you witnessed that day and what you didn't witness that day? Uh, Or or is it are you a little more cerebral about this one? Uh, Well, it's kind of got to put myself in check. So, no, it's it's um, it's like a scab. 
and it's peeled away. And I think that's why it's more um, hurtful and wounding. But then if you take a step back and, and, and you realize the big picture is um, we're winning and we're winning so bad that they have to do this. And I'm reading even some people going, you know, this is the dumbest indictment. It's way stupider than the other ones. It's a panic indictment. And so I think that it's easy to get triggered because, yeah, I was there on January 6th. I was there and I and I I made a song of it. I said what I was watching Trump said, let's peacefully go over and march. And I did. And I was there. But it's just they want to lure us in. They want to they're they're floating the carrot over us. They're like bite. Right. Oh, let's do this and let's do that. Where Meg is like, yeah, maybe old school Twitter, but no, we're going to keep our powder dry and uh, we're going to move forward. And we're unrelentless. And this indictment only makes us stronger and it reveals more of our enemies. You see the DeSantis people all giddy and excited. This could have been DeSantis could have said today, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm going to step aside. I'm going to do that. But he can't because he's in too deep. So you watch those people and they're like, oh, instead of going, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus, that Rob DeSantis is getting more popular and he's got a bump in the polls. They're like, oh, ha, 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 Trump. Uh, now, now our guy can go in there. So when you talk about a cult, a cult is a, a small sect of people that were the odds of are against them. That's a cult. There's nobody that's going to vote for DeSantis. MAGA hates him. The left hates him. Uh, everybody hates DeSantis except this small fringe group that thinks, oh, uh, they're going to vote for him. It's all bullshit. And so when we take a step back and I, you know, I, I know I'm trying to be, I'm really angry about this one, but all it does is make me focus and dig in even deeper. And so you think the memes about Ron were, were bad before. Oy vey. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another point that I wanted to talk about too, is the, the people going against president Trump and the people who are quietly applauding this are fucking retarded. Um, DeSantis is probably one of the most fascinating about faces I've seen in, in, in American politics ever. I mean, this guy has pretty much completed his transformation from MAGA warrior, Patriot Trump ally to full blown deep state lawyer cunt. And he did it in like record time. I mean, we we aren't even to the first debate yet. And America's pretty much already settled on what they've seen. They're like, this dude's a fucking sleazeball. Forget the politics. He's a fucking sleazeball. You can't trust him. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. He's disingenuous. He's completely fraudulent. Uh, everything is manufactured. He's even trying to re, you know, rewrite history about how things went down involving him and in Florida. And, oh, you know, Donald Trump hurt my ability to get elected. What an absolute fucking bonehead. And that's why he employs so many fucking idiots. In case you've looked at his campaign recently, he employs some of the most bottom of the barrel, dumbest motherfuckers who have ever literally graced politics. These are perennial losers. These are people that that this is their job is they basically captain sinking ships. That's what Jeff Rowe does for a living. Jeff Rowe makes millions of dollars for him and his fucking dickhead friends. And he does it by driving your shitty ship 
right straight down into the bottom of the fucking ocean. That's Jeff Rose branding. That's what he does. He doesn't have victories. He doesn't have wins. He's not a winner. He's just a fucking dweeb from Texas who essentially preys on weak, dumb people and grifts for fucking millions of dollars. So that's what his campaign's made up of. And it essentially follows DeSantis's character, which is in line with everything I just said. Uh, so I'm not shocked to see him putting out his virtue signaling bitch statement. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty much par for the course for that guy. It will only further crater him in the polls. Nobody can give us a shit about him. The fact that I even have to discuss this motherfucker is infuriating because he doesn't matter. He's literally a footprint in American politics and his, his descent into the bottom of the fucking Republican party is so funny to watch because he's getting caught by a guy that literally no one knew his fucking name before December. I mean, literally Vivek is going to catch him and all he's doing, Vivek is running the most simplistic campaign ever. It's called don't be a cunt. So he goes out and he gives speeches where he's actually somewhat likable and relatable and like a human being. And basically he just is like, okay, I just saw DeSantis give a speech. He's a cunt. I'm going to go ahead and not be a cunt, and then I'll rise in the polls. And it's this, like, miraculous thing where he's got virtually no fucking staff, and he's catching a guy who's blowing through hundreds of millions of dollars that he, no fucking sure shit, never earned. And he's pissing it away, and you're just watching this Indian dude, like, running his ass down with him and his fucking laptop and his dog and his iPhone, and he's, like, catching him by just not being a cunt. It's really an impressive political strategy. I mean, I think we should all definitely take note of that. So for anybody in here who's considering a future political run in office, just write down at the top of your notebook, don't be a cunt, and then just maybe put like DeSantis in parentheses. So that way you always remind yourself that the key to victory or at least not failing, you know, fucking publicly is to don't be like Rod DeSantis. I mean, that's the key. He's the fucking Roy Munson of politics right now. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Had to get that out of my system. That that felt very Miguelifornia-esque when it came to Rod DeSantis. I just want to point that out. That's normally a rant that Mike would be doing, but I guess I got to do it today. Um, Trev, give me the details of the indictment. I know you've poured through this thing and you took a bunch of fucking notes, and I need a break from speaking. Yep, no worries. So, I mean, the gist of it is, is there's there's effectively four counts, um, you know, and it's the usual garbage that's vague and, you know, doesn't really say much. The, the high-level charges are conspiracy to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to obstruct the nation's process of collecting, counting, certifying the results of a presidential election. Uh, the uh, Another count is conspiracy to impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential election are counted and certified. Third one is a conspiracy against the right to vote and have that vote counted. And the fourth one is obstruction of an attempt to obstruct and impede the certification of electrical or electoral vote. Um, it's, it's all a lot of fluff. Uh, you know, um, that guy, Jonathan Turley, I'm not a huge fan of, um, you know, but he, he does have, you know, have some interesting points, but he basically said that, it, you know, the guy's exercising his first amendment rights, uh, you know, and they and the rest of it's pretty much uh, just garbage. And where Turley says that the indictment uh, uh, for Mar-a-Lago was uh, stronger than this one, then this is just a complete, uh, completely weak indictment, which is true. 
the issue is is that they're planning to you know uh, of course they're pointing they're putting the location right smack in in dc it's where supposedly the crimes took place uh the judge appointed is the uh, only judge that had been uh recommending sentences for january 6 defendants to be more than what the government was asking for so i mean this is a complete and total setup job um if you look at the laws specific that they're they're talking about the various counts uh you know it, it all has to do with witness tampering and 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 stupid stuff like that it's it's a stretch it's a stretch game uh they named some co-conspirators uh it looks like they're naming uh you know potentially giuliani um they're potentially naming um uh, powell sydney powell uh, and, and then a couple others in the background as well. Not charging them, it doesn't appear. It just appears that they've named them as potential co-conspirators. Um, but at, at this point, who knows where that'll go. Um, it, it's it's what we expected was going to come down the pipe, and it just it's just ridiculous that they went with that Hail Mary. Okay, Trev, thank you for, for getting that started for us. We're going to talk about the details of that. Uh, and I agree. I, I, there's a lot of from what I'm seeing right now, and as this is being poured through and digested, it seems that it's a really flimsy ass fucking indictment, like really flimsy. They didn't charge him with uh, sedition. They didn't charge him with some of the crimes that I think people were really worried about. Uh, and then but they made the the speech and, and a lot of what he's you know, they had to say at the podium. They tried to make it sound like that's the route they were going. And they didn't actually indict on those on, you know, on for sedition and some of those other charges. Um, Miguel, California, have you got a chance to take a look at this and sort of like mull through a little bit of, of what is being said? What's what's your thoughts? Yeah, I was reading the notes. Um, it's there's nothing. Really, we never Brendan, we've never gone like, oh, no, they got him. It's all bullshit. We all lived it. And so the people that are all revved up are either dishonest and what actually happened or they're so stupid. They don't even remember. And they, and they rely on Adam Kinziger and Lynn Cheney. So it's just, um, it's just next level stupid. And so, but again, like we've always said, the intent is to discourage MAGA. Their intent is to break MAGA. Their intent is to make you feel like all hope is lost. And so our job as it's been for the last couple of years is hold the line and stand up like Rocky and then beat the shit out of him. I mean, move forward politically. We take them out. We do what we do. We meme. We donate money. We volunteer. This is for our children and grandchildren. And so I'm wounded for like five minutes. And then I'm like, oh, fuck these people, you know? And it's interesting, the one-two punch that kind of came out of this as well. You mentioned that, you know, like donating and stuff like that. If you weren't, I mean, just just the other day, uh, you know, we, you've got the DeSantis people and even, you know, some of the people on the left that were, you know, trying to make people feel uh, bad or dumb for donating to uh, Trump's campaign because he was using part of that for his legal fees. That's the purpose of these indictments is to drain his coffers so that he either just gives up and quits or doesn't have the resources to continue. So it's it's absolutely imperative that, you know, we continue to donate. I mean, obviously some of it goes to the legal charges, but I mean, the bottom line is, is that it's, he's defending us and it's just, you know, the fact that they just, just the other day tried to shame everybody for doing that is just, it just seems too convenient. 
You're absolutely right. And, you know, this is an interesting situation because what they're also simultaneously doing, and I, and I probably should explain a little my anger a little better. Where I'm coming from is it's collective stupidity being essentially utilized and weaponized to destroy institutions that other men and women died to create. Like the Department of Justice at one point meant something to the rest of the planet. Just just that institution in itself meant something. A lot of what you're witnessing is the total and complete demoralization of the actual entities. And this is where I guess I'm trying to go with this is like, I'm not looking at it like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump's going to go to jail. And I'm not looking at it like Donald Trump's going to be innocent. I'm looking at it like the very act of even doing this is destroying an institution that is not supposed to be partisan. It's an American institution. It's part of our way of life. And it means fucking nothing anymore. That's where I'm coming from. It completely delegitimizes the United States of America as a fucking nation. And I think that's where my, my anger is coming from today is because you look at this and you have to understand the game you're in and the fight you're in. This isn't about right and wrong. And it's not about, well, who can do the better legal this or that? Like, oh, I'm, I got this legal loophole or the, the law is on my side. None of that fucking matters. This is a war of attrition and will. This is when you actually grind down, when you all the way get down to actual real world fucking strategy. It eventually boils down to something power, it boils down to will. And a lot of people, you know, all the dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's only matters in a civil society that's following the agreed upon rules. Once people stop following the agreed upon rules and the laws of that land, and they no longer really actually mean anything, they're just suggestions, the next tier of conflict is where you deal with it on a, on a sheer will level. And that's where we're at right now. We're, it, the problem is it keeps degrading. These are all below. This is like as you lose civility in a nation because you're losing all of these apparatuses are created and all of these methods and all these fucking institutions, their entire function is to prevent the public, average Joes, from taking law into their own hands and from having a completely chaotic society, right? It's a total loss of, of civility, a complete collapse of all fucking norms that we have. And when you do this over and over and over again, the word fucking indictment means nothing. Just like the other words they've destroyed over the years, whether it's calling you a misogynist or a racist or a bigot or whatever, they're destroying the meaning behind these things and they've completely conflated and, and manipulated and overutilized them and, and, mis and inappropriately used them to the point that the meaning of them goes away. Now, the problem is, how do you deal with that when, when it actually shows up now? You don't even have a fucking word for it. How do you charge somebody with this bullshit and it's all trumped up garbage charges? And then let's say in five years, Donald Trump or four years or three years, he's in office and you want to turn around and charge people who actually did commit these crimes. And the whole fucking public shrugs and go, oh, he's just doing to them what they did to him. And the optics of that and the public by and large is going to be like, oh, this doesn't really mean anything. You're And that's the part where I think the the my frustration comes from and a lot of where i'm coming coming from on this is it's not 
as simple as a binary win loss, innocent, guilty. It's kind of like when you're watching the Matrix and they're like, the spoon isn't there, and that's how they bent the spoon. Is when you realize the spoon isn't there, and and that's kind of where we're at. Justice isn't there. This isn't about justice. Justice isn't fucking there. You can't have it because the spoon doesn't exist. The justice doesn't exist anymore in this country. And so then it becomes, once you understand that and the veneer has been removed, you realize this is just going to boil down to sheer fucking will, numbers, and money. The same shit it always has come down to. And that's that's what this entire election is going to come down to. It's going to be fucking overwhelming the other side who's absolutely going to rig it overwhelming them with massive fucking numbers and imposing your will both economically, but also, uh, you know, at the, at the polling place and, and basically just being like, we're not going to stop. And, and that's kind of where we're at. Um, Trev thoughts. Well, one interesting that came up fresh out of the meme room, thanks to Machiavelli memes, uh, Liz Harrington just tweeted out, Hey, deep state, be careful what you wish for. And this is uh, an interview, I guess, with Fox news. And now uh, one of the Trump attorneys, uh, he says, quote, we have, we now have the ability in this case to issue our own subpoenas and we will relitigate every single issue in the 2020 election. It gives president Trump an opportunity that he's never had before, which is to have subpoena power. So that's kind of interesting. That certainly is. Now we'll get to that. That's the next phase of this conversation. Mike, anything you want to follow up on, on kind of what I was just saying, what Trev was just saying before we move on to the next portion? Nah, I'm good, man. You guys covered it. Good. Let's roll. <laughs> All right. So then this is the next, the next million dollar question is Trev. And we were discussing this a little bit before this uh, in the meme room. Will there even be discovery? Will there actually be a trial? Is the actual intent here to go the full distance, which both sides have tremendous risk if that's the case, right? We, we understand there's tremendous risk from the DOJ as well as Donald Trump if you actually get this to a trial situation or is the intent to drag this out and essentially try and, and, and demoralize MAGA and screw up you know, and, and, and essentially drag Trump's name through the mud. What do you think? Do you believe that there's an actual – will there actually be – a day that we see Donald J. Trump in in a trial courtroom in Washington, D.C.? Do you think that's actually on the horizon? I don't think so. Um, I And I don't think it's because Trump isn't prepared to do it. I think 100 percent they're they're absolutely prepared to take this all the way to the to the to it, to its logical conclusion. Uh, but I, I think he's trying. I think he's calling their bluff. Um, and I think the the goal here again is just to drag out as much money, as much time, as much energy, and as much attention away from Donald Trump, the president, and make it all about Donald Trump, the indicted, you know, felon or whatever. Uh, and that I, I don't think that's going to work. It hasn't shown itself to work so far. Uh, but should they decide to push forward, I I really feel like he he's prepared to take it all the way to the to to its logical conclusion. I agree with you absolutely, Trev. Mike, what do you think, dude? Are we going to actually see this thing go to trial before the twenty twenty four election, or is this going to be one of those situations where they drag this out and both sides smear each other in the hopes that it affects the way people vote in November of twenty twenty four? I think it's an open door either way, right? I mean, I, I, I think, um, well, number one, 45 is never going to back down. I don't care if he loses all his money. He's not going to back down. They don't understand Donald Trump. He's, it's not a surprise. He's been saying it for 40 years. You never quit, right? You never quit. And so his resolve strengthens us. 
our memes, our resolve strengthens others. It's a ripple effect. So they'll do it and they'll manipulate it. I think they got plan A, B, and C. And I think it's a show. And they're going to see what this first wave is. Because remember, it's always the 48-hour rule with Trump. But it's always gotten quicker now. It's always been like the five-hour rule. So um, the tide will be turning in the next hour or so. Because they come in with this, this uh, blitzkrieg of, oh, Trump this and Trump this, giddy, giddy. Oh, we're so excited. And then people... Mega steps back, has dinner, and takes a deep breath and goes, oh, fuck these people, right? And that's what happens every fucking time it happens. And so I expect by the end of this show, more shit's going to come out. And so the deep state's going to be like, ah, fuck, we got to do something else. So I think it's an open door. I think they got three or four plans, but um, they're going to try to manipulate it the way they think they can to strengthen their case. But... um, they're going to lose every 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 option is dead because uh, MAGA is more pissed off now than we've ever been, and we're not going to lose our cool. We're going to come at you straightforward, uh, but we're not backing down. We're not backing down. Nope, absolutely, and I agree. And and let's talk about something because I want to talk about another angle of this, and and nobody knows this better than Donald Trump, and I doubt that we're going to see anybody from the official campaign. Um, speaking this because you wouldn't really want this on the street, but I'm going to talk about it because that's my fucking job. Um, yes, it's going to cost him money to defend himself. But, and Trev, you're smart enough to do this. Like, if I tasked you with this, if you actually had the time, we could we could actually probably work up the numbers. And the numbers, what I'm talking about is this. Donald Trump has spent $40 million defending himself uh, in in legal defense against these all of these bullshit cases. Now, Trev, the really, really important question we should ask ourselves is how much free publicity have these cumulative cases given him? Like if he spent the equivalent uh, on the the advertising of the Trump 2024 campaign, would it be greater than the 40 million in legal fees or less? What do you think? Um. Probably about the same. Quick addendum to that is there was actually a report that came out today that um, it was less than it was it was half of that. It was twenty million, uh, according to FEC filings and some other things. Uh, that it only been twenty million. I mean, 40 oh, million, then he's definitely million. got more than twenty million in advertising. Yeah, right, exactly. And that's that was kind of the point. Is I, he's he's getting his, his. I mean, he's not that he should have to, but he's getting his money. So the nice thing about it is, is like the, you know, people that donated and oh, it's going to his legal fees. Well, that's also an investment. Those legal fees are also pushing him ahead in the polls because people see what kind of bullshit he's being subjected to. So 100%, that that $20 million is a double-edged sword. What's funny about that, dude, $20 million. Fuck, Trevor, it's only 20 Dude, that's a drop in the bucket for the, for the actual free publicity. Like, think about this. This is everyone's talking about this, right, Trevor? Like, this made the 2024 election actually probably more interesting and more exciting eight months before it should have gotten interesting and exciting. Meaning to the average person, the average layman doesn't even look at this shit and still uh, basically people outside of politics, like all the people dweebs, all of you are fucking nerds, by the way, listen to too much political 
ch- chat and talking here. Okay, we all recognize every person tuning in right now is an outlier to the to the general public, right? The general public doesn't even look at this shit or listen to a speech until at least the fall. Like your average person is not even considering this shit right now. And Donald Trump getting indicted, fucking what is this? Five times, I don't, four or five times. He literally made an election that is 18 months away or much less now, but an election that was 18 months away, significant wait, like a, literally almost a year before it should have been significant. Um, I think it's a brilliant strategy. Not that he, I don't necessarily think he, he like was, this wasn't his idea, obviously, but if you give Donald Trump fucking lemons, he's going to make you a lemon meringue pie. He's going to make you lemonade. He's going to give you all the shit, right? <laughs> Exactly. So. And when and when you look at like the mainstream media's narrative right now is, is, oh, Donald Trump is getting diminishing returns from his indictments. What the hell does that mean? Like he's having diminishing returns? Like who expects returns from an indictment? But, uh, yeah, the biggest thing that they can – that you know, the biggest dig they can come up with is that he's getting, you know, smaller bumps in the poll from each time they screw him. Right, because it's like less exciting. That's isn't that funny? What a weird way to say that. As if they, as if they were expecting him to get bumped in the polls. They, these people thought it was they were going to smear him, and that fat little fucking meatball from Florida was going to step in and be like, "I'm a clean candidate. Vote for me." That's what they thought was going to happen, and nobody fucking did that. Yeah, but dude, meatball is a ghetto. He just became a millionaire. He's like total ghetto, dude. So he's like white trash. So. The fact that Trump's a billionaire, worst case scenario, he's like, oh, I got to sell uh, one of my golf courses in my winery worth a hundred, couple hundred million dollars, which he won't do. But I mean, you're not going to break him. You're not going to break him. I mean, people that don't know Trump just talk out their ass. They don't know shit. And so DeSantis team is like, oh, they try to memory hole and make you think this stuff. Trump's the fighter, dude. Trump is a troll. And he's taught us all well, right? So they call us the cult, but nah, we're the majority, man. Wait and see, you know? Just keep keep counting us out. I love it, man. I'm very you're excited absolutely. about it. You know, Mike, why I got your mic open, though. Dude, you're right about one thing that a lot of people don't, I don't know how they don't know this. And I know you've watched Donald Trump, you know, for a lot of a lot of years and you've studied him. But also even going before, before the politics stuff, Donald Trump likes to fucking fight. Like, this is his thing. Like, this isn't some shocker where he's like, oh, wow, like, my God, I'm in a courtroom. I have no idea how to handle this. Like, this is quite literally the last 50 fucking years of his life. Like, I don't know how many lawsuits he's had to defend against and how many different bullshit situations. I mean, don't you think, Mike, like, are they completely missing the fact that this is what this guy actually is? They don't they don't understand that his name is more important. Right. Because you and I have talked about that. Your name is more important than the money and the um, the um, his his dad and the legacy of his family is more important. So that guy would rather take a bullet to the leg than settle any court. He could have settled with E. Jean Carroll. He could have settled all these people. He's like, fuck you. Let's go. Oh, well, uh, you know, he calls everybody's bluff. And so that's why the deep state knows that when Trump comes back and he says it's going to be a retribution to, I got the memes of him saying, I love vengeance. I love it. What he has planned for meatball is a hundred times worse than we could even think of. And I'm excited. I'm excited about that. You can't stop Trump. You can't stop him. And so we know that 
But the people that are just based on, oh, DeSantis newsletters and dumb people, right? I keep asking them, where are your imaginary voters? The left fucking hates them. The gays hate them. Uh, MAGA fucking hates him. Where, who are these imaginary voters? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to beat a, like literally team DeSantis tweeted today. Oh, Trump is, or uh, DeSantis, who, who's going to win DeSantis or Biden? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're literally playing house. Like little kids play doctor and they play house. That's what team DeSantis is doing. They're playing house where they got little teacups and they're like, Oh, I'm the president. Oh, hi, Casey. Oh, hello. First lady. Oh, hello, Mr. Governor. It's just stupid, dude. <laughs> Hello, Casey. <laughs> Why you kill me, bro? <laughs> he rushed said they're playing house. You know what's hella it's funny the, about that? Wait, 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 dude. dude, it's the Fisher-Price uh, meatball presidential suite, right? It's like a Lego set. <laughs> bro, I'm just imagining that bitch wife of his standing there with those fucking doe eyes looking at him expectantly to eat her fake cupcake and like, eat it, Rob. And he's like, okay, I'm going to eat the cupcake. And she's like, no, seriously, eat it. And he's just like, but it's plastic. <laughs> and Rob's, she's like, ah, even though you're the president, you got to change the kids diapers. And Rob's wearing a fucking presidential apron and shit walking around. <laughs> listen, man, listen. For those that don't know, this fucking dork moved into the governor's mansion and literally sold his main residence. This fool doesn't even have a fucking house that he owns, okay? He unloaded his real estate. He never was worth more than about 300K before he fucking blew Rupert Murdoch for a book deal, okay? Like, a lot of people don't realize, like, this guy, most of the fucking people in here who own houses and have a lot of equity were worth more money than this dipshit uh, nine months ago. I mean, he literally... Had to take the dirty Rupert Murdoch fucking cock to get himself a million dollars. Before that, he was just an average schlep who's probably upside down in his fucking mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So most of you guys probably are laughing. You're like, dude, you shitting me? This guy's been, you know, he's the governor. Him and him and that goofy fucking wife of his sold their fucking main residence, moved into, moved into this house, the governor's mansion, proceeded to let their kids destroy the goddamn thing. Her words, not mine. And, uh, yeah, totally funny. Um, so the, here's the other thing about Trump. I want to get back on track a little bit. Donnie J, people don't realize something, okay? And when you think about your favorite athletes, what keeps your favorite champions going? Because the hardest thing in, in all of uh, competition, forget sports, but in competition, the hardest thing in life when you have, have been ultra successful and you find yourself on a top of a mountain, the hardest thing is finding it in you to discover a new mountain. And so when you've won multiple Super Bowls, you know, you see Tom Brady, how do you how do you keep winning rings? And the way that he did it was he kept manufacturing hardships that he was like had to overcome or people or Michael Jordan's trick of like basically imagining that somebody on the other team had slighted him or or said bad things. He would go reading through the newspapers looking for anything that someone could have said. And in what it did was it allowed him to train harder and go to that place where he's like, I'm still being counted out. What these people don't understand is Donald J. Trump. He already was the president. He was a billionaire multiple times in his life because of the hardships he faced during that time period. He's raised the gorgeous kids. They're all about to be 18 now. Barron's like right, right there. He's at the end. He's almost an adult. They're all studs. They're all beautiful people. They're all healthy. He's had all the women. 
settled on the one that he most loved and decided this is the one forever. He gets Melania. There, how the fuck do you motivate that guy at age 70 to stay completely obsessive about being a champion? It gets harder and harder. He becomes president, and they're like, okay, well, we're never going to let him sleep. We're going to constantly attack him, try to remove him as president. Okay, good. You just gave him more to live for. Now here he is at 77 years young, should have been riding off in the sunset. Any other multi-billionaire with a beautiful wife and lots of money and a fucking gorgeous family and a huge company would ride off and they'd be doing the motivational speaking tours and all that shit. And nothing would age him quicker than letting him let his guard down. But Donald Trump, these people don't understand. You're, they're the ones keeping him at the top of his game. The only way they could have beat him, and I, and I can say this now, and I, I dared not say it on my show the last couple of years. I dared not say it, and I can say it now because we're safely into the, the throes of this campaign. There was one fucking way to beat Trump, and they missed their window, and they didn't know how to stop it. The only way to have beaten Donald Trump in 2024 was to pretend he didn't exist from 2021 until 2023. Literally do not discuss him. Let him fade because he had no way to get his voice out. He had no way to get onto television because everybody was blackballing him. He had almost no way of getting onto radio because a lot of the radio show hosts are beholden to the deep state, so they couldn't have him on. He had no way of accessing social media. The only way you could have beaten Trump, it's too late now, that fucking ship has sailed. You, you had a chance, which is to make him totally irrelevant. It was the only way. You didn't even have to bash him anymore. You just go, he's no longer the president. The end. Turn the page. Well, what's it, what do you guys uh, think about these rumors that Trump might run? I don't think it matters. The end. But instead, all of these people are so fucking obsessed with him. And they're stupid as fuck. And what they did was they continued to give him life over and over and over. They kept antagonizing his family. They kept antagonizing him. They kept, they kept dragging his name through the mud. They kept daring him. And what they did was they essentially gave him all of the things that you would never want to do to a guy like this. They gave him all of it. And now here we find ourselves with a 77-year-old fucking multi-champion, 77-year-old multi-champion, who now is basically fighting an uphill battle for his freedom and ultimately to save America from communism. You, you couldn't have given him a bigger piece of motivation than what these assholes have done in the last six months. It's shocking. I can't believe they're this stupid. And it's going to totally blow up in their face because this shit never turns out the way the team that is trying to rig it wants it to. It never works. Ever. Ever. It only works short term. And then it eventually blows up in your fucking face. So... Obviously, you know, I think this my opinion on this is that they're going to drag it out. They're going to use it as a means to slander him. It will not go beyond that. It will just be because what the look, Trev, you're a smart guy. I love to put you on the spot. Can you tell me the top three Biden 2024 promises for the campaign trail for both he and the Democrat Party? Go. Yeah, basically uh, to get away, do away with student de uh, debt, to um, effectively, you know, fix the economy and to deal with COVID. That was that was their top three. Okay, so student loan debt, which the Supreme was, Court was already Trump, said was Trump supposed to say? I don't know. Or... No, but I mean, he, what he but what he gave us was like the student loan debt thing is dead in the water. Supreme yep. Court killed that. 
Mm-hmm. The economy is a generic statement. So right now, they, these assholes are literally telling you to celebrate Bidenomics right now because they're like, the economy's awesome. So they're, that's fucking diluted. But what are they running on a commercial right now? What, what exactly is a Democrat senator running for re-election? What are they even promoting right now? Do we even have an idea of what type of, uh, uh, of agenda they're putting out, Trev or Mike, either one of you? The absolute narrative that they're going with is that Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans are a danger to this country and this democracy, and the only way to save it from them, the only way to save it from the tyranny and the and the violence and the evilness that is the, the, the Trump and the MAGA Republicans is to elect Democrats all the way down the board. That's the only way to save yourselves from Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the biggest boogeyman to these people. And... Yeah, you mentioned like you know people like taking shots at them and stuff. I, I I think part of the problem is, well, not really problem, but it, Donald Trump is accessible. Like, who am I? Who the fuck am I? I'm just I'm nobody, right? But like I'm like two people removed from him. You know what I'm saying? Like I could talk to people who talk to people who could get him a message if I wanted to. Because and then that's true for a lot of people. Uh, because he's accessible, like he brought memers to the White House while he was president to, you know, give him a tour of the place and stuff like that to to show appreciation for the stuff that they're doing for him. He makes himself accessible, and I think because he do he does that, people forget this is a multi billionaire. This is a person who owns huge properties. He goes everywhere in a private jet that most people, you know, take commercially. That's his plane. You know, he he's got properties in other countries. And, and I mean, the, the empire that this guy has built, aside from his whole presidential aspiration, you know, you don't people like that are not accessible. He makes himself accessible because he cares about this country and people mistake that for him being just a common guy. And that's. That's the that's the thing people keep doing. They keep underestimating him because they think he's just Joe Schmuckatelli when it's Donald fucking Trump, and they don't get that. Well, also, dude, you got to remember, Trav. Good point. That um, the Desantards are like, well, uh, Ron DeSantis is at every diner in Iowa uh, meeting with the people. It's like uh, Trump did that. They know who he is because they voted for him. Fuck you. And uh, when he showed up at the Iowa State Fair, he showed up in his helicopter and gave the kids rides. He fucks his opponents over continually. So, yeah, DeSantis has to go out there and meet the voters because he's down 40 fucking points. Trump is Trump. They don't, there's not going to be, oh, if I, if I got to meet Donald Trump, then I get to know what he did. He gave billions of dollars to the farmers. That's why it's so laughable that that Kim Reynolds sellout, oh, you're coming, Trump's coming against the most beloved uh, governor of all time. It's like, well, yeah, so was DeSantis till they fucking sold out. So, you know, they don't understand. They want to dismiss loyalty because DeSantis is the, the biggest disloyal jackass there is. And so DeSantis people have been told uh, 2020 was legit and uh, loyalty is just only things that cult people ask for that's the talking points dude <laughs> Mike, kill me. hey also pro <laughs> tip for everybody considering a, a presidential run against donald trump if you entered the race and you have to first tell people how to pronounce your name and you're still spelling out your name for people you can't beat donald trump okay like i just want everyone to understand like that's like 
it's like, I know it sounds crazy because you're going to hear a lot of political punditry on your fucking gay ass fucking media stations and Fox and all these assholes are going to go on and they're going to sit down and they're going to put their fucking cunty little suit and tie on. They're going to be like, well, here's why. Shut the fuck up. Listen, dork. Here's the reality. That fucking little meatball over there is still telling people how to say his name and he's still spelling it out to people at events. And the other guy has been fucking famous for 45 fucking years. Okay. Shut the fuck up. That's, that's why you can't win. It's not oh, just but, your ideas. But, but, suck. Also, but also no every shirt, every shirt has his fucking name on it. Ron DeSantis on the left, on the right, governor of Florida. What the fuck? I need Trump to start wearing shirts that say Trump, Donald Trump on it. Maybe some kind of like an introduce me sign. Maybe, maybe a hat. I mean, just like, so you're saying you're Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, it's fucking absurd, dude. Dude. And then the fact that this guy, like, and you, Mike, you're absolutely right. You know, I think it's time that like Jason, uh, Jason Miller asked a very important question this morning on Twitter. And if we're going to go down the, uh, the, 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 I guess, primary route. I want to have this conversation. Why the fuck is Team DeSantis in Texas sending out super expensive-ass fucking, like, door card things? They are, they're, they're sending out actual physical door knocker people to put these high-gloss, ultra-expensive DeSantis 2024 literature on the doors. Like, it doesn't even actually make sense from a political standpoint when you understand when Texas votes and you understand how broke DeSantis is. So let's, let's cut all this shit. Okay. And let's just say what it is. They are taking all of that massive donor money. They're more than likely whoring out the funds to Jeff Rose companies. Cause he has a fucking finger in everything, whether it's the production companies or the print companies or the distribution companies, his dirty ass little fingers are in everything. So what's really going on is they're taking this giant sum of money and they know that Rod DeSantis is a fucking idiot when it comes to business and he doesn't know how to actually uh, lead or be the CEO of an organization. And what they're doing is they're saying, don't worry, Rod, we're going to put you got plenty of things to work on. But Jason's right. Why are they spending huge sums of money in a state like Texas that he won't even be in the race by the time Texas votes? Mike, I mean, do you think this is actually a fake campaign and the only one who doesn't know it is DeSantis? Yeah, I think it's just a posture. Look what we're doing. Because they continually go, we have a $100 million ground game. Well, you got pallets of shit that no one wants. So what good is that, right? <laughs> it's going to be at a garage sale. Like you said, the shirts are going to go down to freaking Jamaica and they're going to have, you know, it's going to be a Super Bowl winner. You know, Rod DeSantis, president. It's just all bullshit, dude. So I think it's a flex. I think Jeff Rowe is so fucking corrupt. He knows the game. Oh, look what we're doing here. So when the donors fucking go, and because that's what they do online. It's like they need to posture and make it look good for the donors. It's a shell game. Oh, look what we're doing here in Texas. We're doing this because Trump's going to, you know, he's going to lose Texas, right? So that's what he does. But he's not a rookie at it. He's a, he's a, he's a specialist at it. So DeSantis... He just goes where his blonde head um, handler tells him to go. Hey, Rob, drink a beer. Essentially, Trev, we got a fake campaign on our hands, don't we? This I don't think anybody actually thinks that he can win other than his stupid ass and his wife. I think everybody else 100 percent understands that all they're doing is just trying to spend as much money as possible. So they all take home a nice fat check.
Yeah, I mean, Trump Jr. said this way early on that that the 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 you know consultant class and all of the the people that are in in the bowl with him are are there to skim money off the top. Um, you know, the the longer they can make the campaign last and and look effective, you know, the more they can they the more they can shave off of uh, the pie. But yeah, I mean, and in order to sell it, he has to believe it and. You know, now his wife's involved, his wife has to believe it. So they've convinced him and are now just, you know, partying while they scrape the money. This guy's career is over at this point. Well, dude, but also they're like, uh, well, logic goes out the window with these people, right? Oh, he's down 40 points. Oh, well, you know, Trump's afraid to debate DeSantis. It's like this bullshit. They are the real cult, dude. They're talking like fucking the Manson family. Oh, well, you know, Rob's going to do this. And he's he's not afraid to debate. Rob's a tough guy. And and he's only the real conservative. Very cultic, dude. That's how cults operate. You're the only one. It's you, me, Casey against the world, right? That's what happens. That's Branch Davidian style, dude. They're from SoCal. It's like, hey, everyone hates us. We need to fight. So they call us the cult. But it's not. It's them. And what they do, dude, I know they got the high-paid Cardillos, Jebba, whatever. But then they got these low-level 1,000, 2,000 followers that they're promising, So, oh, you know what? You're going to be part of Rob's team, his presidential team. Okay. It's like the Clampets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack my car up, and I'm moving to Florida. How many of those have we seen, dude? Tons of them because they operate under, oh, Rob loves me and I'm going to be part of the presidential campaign. It's all a fucking shell game. You know what's funny about that is um, they just put tracksuits on his website. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's like the new Ron DeSantis <laughs> fucking Adidas tracksuit. It's going to be, this is the get to the White House or to heaven tracksuit exclusively from Ron DeSantis. No, the, the, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Mike. It, it is a weird, weird cult of personality, but it's also a total grift, and, it, and it's it's a joke. I mean, the Democrats are laughing at him. They think he's fucking hysterical. They think he's the biggest dork going. Everybody pretty much knows it. Um, you know, we they got into a, a pissing match with us, uh, the meme war, and now they're, they, they got exposed, right? Yesterday they had this expose, and, and essentially they've got a leaker, who leaked all of the images of their war room where they were like, basically, we're going to keep up with the Dilly meme team. That went really fucking badly for them. That Even uh, the conversations I've had with members of, of uh, you know, Team Trump, they understand, yeah, they basically tried to take you guys on, and that was a really stupid idea because now look what happened. They got Not only did they get absolutely destroyed, but they also got exposed after the fact when they created Nazi... Uh, imagery in one of their memes and put DeSantis in front of it, which is just fucking hilarious. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's sort of where we're at with this. It's, it's kind of a, it's comical. I mean, it's stupid. It's comical. And I guess the question now is now that we're kind of wrapping up, we got another five minutes left on this show. How high is this going to push Donald Trump in the polling? We already know it's going up. So if we, we don't have to debate, Oh, this might actually hurt him. It's not, we already know that. Right, we have enough evidence to to know definitively there's going to be a bump. He leads DeSantis between 35 and fucking 55, 60 points, depending on which state. He's ahead, uh, you know, by 40 pretty much nationally. Where does this put Trump? Not just forget DeSantis. 
We've got polling right now from people that hate Donald Trump showing him already beating Joe Biden already before today. What does this do to that polling as the average American sends their kids back to school, turns their television back on because summer's over and picks up their phone again and wants to get plugged in with what's going on? How how much is he going up in the next two weeks, do you think? Mike, I'll start with you. How many points? I'm going to say at least five because um, remember, this is today's Mardi Gras. It's like Fat Tuesday, right, for the DeSantis people. It's indictment day. Everybody's giddy. You felt it yesterday. And then everybody's fucking hungover tomorrow. And that's when we pounce. So I'd say the new polls will be out by, let's say it's Tuesday, probably Thursday night, Friday. We'll see the new bump. And then they'll be into depression. But until then, we're going to keep pounding them, dude. So I'd say four or five points. All right, Mike's got four or five. Trev? Give me your number, dude. How how much is this directly going to impact his polling? Uh, 33 and a third, repeating, of course. No, um, I would say probably about, I'd say, I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to say seven points after everything's said and done. Trevor, I love you for that, dude. That was so solid. You really, you really just made a Leroy Jenkins fucking reference on our MAGA Weekly fucking show? I did. Dude, that was a super nerd internet nerd reference that only you and I were going to get right off the top. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I knew exactly what you were talking about, like right when you said it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess, so Trev says seven. Mike is at between four or five. I'm going to go between the two of you, right? I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say six. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nationally, we're going to see a six point bump in the next 14 days directly attributed to this. Um, I think that they continue to make this, these errors. Um, not only that, the fundraising is going to continue to skyrocket. So any idea that Donald Trump is running out of money is fucking stupid. I don't even know where they come up with this shit. I, I, I literally, you know what? I, that's what I, it serves me right. You know what? Fuck you, Elon Musk for forcing John Cardildo onto my for me section, okay? Because I at least see this dipshit twice a day on my Twitter feed, and I shouldn't, under the for me section. And at least one of those twice a day tweets involves him telling everybody Donald Trump is going broke because he can't afford the legal stuff. I don't even know. I, I fucking, I'm just like, dude, this guy must be pulling down 50, 60 grand a year right now from Team Meatball just sitting in his fucking tidy whities getting hammered drunk in front of his computer. I, I just, I'm like, this is absolutely shocking. Maybe he's the genius. Maybe we're all assholes going to work every day and working our asses off, trying to do it the right way. Maybe we're, he's laughing at us. He's like sitting in his tidy whities fucking just watching Netflix and shit posting about the most insane shit while getting a paycheck. And we've been making fun of him for months for being an alcoholic and I now realize he might be some kind of like weird alcoholic super genius savant. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe. Travis, could he be a genius? Maybe. No, he's an alcoholic. Definitely. He is abusing the algorithm, though. I mean, that's why he keeps showing up in your feeds because you keep responding to him. If you stop responding to him, he disappears. But I have to tell him he's drunk. That's my job. I know. That's how they get you. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to remind him every single I want to see if we can pickle his liver. I don't want to harm him like in a direct way. Like he tried to fight me. Like I'm not interested in that. I want to make fun of him until 
they find him and his li- his liver is completely pickled and he's and no longer with us that way. Like I don't want to be responsible for hurting him. I just want to troll him until he pickles himself. But Mike Cardello, Cardello, it's like, hey, remember that time when he had a solid take? Uh, no. Hey, you know, every day he's got some new insight. Well, this is this is what I hear. It's like you're wrong every fucking day, bro. You're wrong about forty times a day. You're a mess. Who looks at you and goes, yeah, dude, he was right that one time. I've never right, dude. He's just a propaganda. That's all they are is propagandists. Oh, I love uh, Casey's going to make such a beautiful first lady. It's like they're just the stupidest (laughs) fucking tweets. These women that follow DeSantis. And I'll go back to my original statement. All the DeSantis men are beta males who love controlling women. Hold on. I All think the- you you just haven't seen her in a tiara yet, and that's your problem. Oh, props to Randy for killing it. But I'm <laughs> telling you, all the women that love Ka- they oh, Casey's just a great woman because they're all controlling bitches, dude. There's no woman who comes out and supports DeSantis and you're like, I really respect her opinion. No, you got the Dana Louse, the loud mouse with her cuck husband. You got uh, Jeb Ellis. You got uh, the the groomers. What you don't you say these... anything about? Don't you say a crossword about Tony L- Tony Lorraine or her oh, fucking got, OnlyFans? Yeah, you got all these hashed out. And then when her interactions go down, she's all oh, and then she tries to take on woke and get her interactions back up. Because every time she talks about DeSantis, she gets ratioed into the pit of hell. <laughs> Dude, hey, one of the biggest accounts on Twitter was DMing me screenshots of Bill Mitchell threatening to call the FBI on on a random woman again on the internet. And it honestly, it might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, he's like, I will, I have the case. I have the guy's name right here. He's aware of what you've been saying to me and harassing me. I couldn't stop fucking laughing. I'm just like, holy shit. I thought Roseanne Barr probably ended him the other night and he kept going. And I was just like, Jesus oh, Christ, this destroyed is, him. Dude, was that brutal? Oh my God. <laughs> dude. And she's just like, why would I debate you? You're just going to. Get cloud off of me! I could just completely well, she's like, hear You're it. No every one. single and every single one of her tweets. I heard in her voice. It was so fucking funny. My, my favorite was when she she told him that she came back from her show being off the air to 21 million views, which was 21 million more views than he had ever gotten. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's all, and she tweets it out. Thanks for making me famous. It's like, oh, fuck. It's loud. And then you guys got to remember, I, I've met Bill Mitchell. I once saw his apartment where he broadcasts from. So I know where he's sitting when he's in his tidy. Because he wears his underwear with a fucking suit top on, on top. So I like I'm imagining him wearing his stupid ass fucking sport coat and, and jacket and shirt and tie in his underwear. Like getting wait. absolutely skewered by Roseanne Barr. Wait, wait. Are you telling me he does a full stelter for his broadcasts? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. He doesn't wear pants. Yeah, he don't wear pants on his fucking broadcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just imagining this absolute nothing sitting there in his fucking gay-ass little tidy whiteies wearing his fucking cheap-ass fucking suits arguing with Roseanne fucking Barr on the internet. It's <laughs> Roseanne destroyed me on Twitter again. I'm putting on pants. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is like, what a weird fucking timeline. Someone thought it was a good idea to hire him to represent their campaign. You know, like, oh, really God. wrap your that around your fucking noodle. Someone, lo- someone met him and thought, he seems solid, let's give him money. <laughs> 
well, I heard you like goatee, so I grew it out, so what do you think? Yeah, I just, I fucking can't anymore, you guys. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I but also... seriously, that whole campaign is built on the old paradigm. Oh, well, why should we hire you, Bill Mitchell? Well, I had all these millions of views back in 2016. Okay, here's a check, right? What about you, Cardell? Well, I did that. Right? Can you imagine all these people? I'm Tommy Laird. I'm smoking hot, even though I really look at like a haggard. Yeah, I did this. And everybody's whipping out their resume from 2018. And, and the DeSantis people are like, oh, fuck yeah, man, you're hired. It's such a joke, dude. It's awesome, dude. <laughs> I, it feels like one of these fucking big brother houses where they took all the, the ex-celebrities. Like, I'm waiting for Jose and Canseco to join their fucking campaign. Like, any day now. <laughs> I, need a, I need a Jose Canseco, and uh, I need some former flame wrestler or something. Flame yeah, I need a flame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flavor Flame is going to be doing their fucking minority outreach program. Now, fuck, Flavor wouldn't even fuck with these nerds. Are you kidding me? Nah, no dude, I do want to point out one last thing, too. Uh, it should be noted that DeSantis over the weekend was you know, drinking beers and acting like a fucking dork. And I want to highlight this because some people maybe missed it. His campaign had partnered with a local uh, entity and basically told the public, come have a beer with Governor DeSantis. It's $50 a ticket. The response was so bad that they dropped the price from $50 a ticket to $1. And they had 24 people show up. Wow. 24 people showed up for a buck to drink a beer with that fucking weirdo. And then instead of scrapping it and pretending it never happened, they took video of it and put it on the internet. We're like, look at our candidate. And that's the shocking part is somebody is still filming this shit and getting approval to upload it, which I don't even know how that fucking happens. Well, no, I, I tagged Aaron Perrine today. I go, do you know that your pictures are fucking mega gold for us? Who is approving these? Where he's in the diner and that old man's like, I just want my fucking waffle, man. You can see his face. He's all pissed off. It's glorious, dude. They, and then and then Lispy Crisp going, hey, everybody, with a selfie, I'm here for Rob's fucking economic forum, which they built up was like some fucking massive thing. And then he shows it, and they're in Costco with some pallets of fucking toilet paper. Dude, it's it's hideous. You know what's interesting, too? And I don't want to drag this out. I, 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 people are still listening, so I'll tell you guys a little inside baseball story. So it's it's amazing the difference between like a DeSantis and a Donald Trump when it comes to branding and, and his name. So I'll tell you guys a little inside secret. Some of you probably already know this, but maybe you don't. Like I didn't know it before it happened to me. So Donald Trump, when you're invited to take a photograph with President Trump, first and foremost, before you get to go in to meet him, all of your stuff has to be placed on a table. You're not allowed to take anything with you. Um, you're not allowed to bring, I don't even think you're allowed, even allowed to bring your own phone. Everything just goes on a table and then they give it to you when you're finished, okay? You empty your pockets, et cetera. So you go back there and you meet President Trump and you take your picture with him. And obviously I did that with my wife and it was really exhilarating and it's fine. Now, here's what you might not be aware of. And, and there's a reason for why you've never seen these. Have you guys ever noticed you've never seen a changed or altered image of Donald Trump when he's taking a picture with somebody? Meaning you've never seen filters added to them. You've now, you don't even really see them cropped. And the reason is, is you get your image, your picture, you receive it from Team Trump when you're done. And when you receive that email, 
it flat out tells you it's it's literally illegal. You cannot, you have no right to change this photo in any way, shape, or form. This is absolutely, you can't add a filter. You can't fucking change it in any way. Here's your picture. It's yours. But you are not allowed to modify this image in any way, shape, or form. And there is, and, and they, they will pursue you on that. Now, what's fascinating about that, obviously, and they always go out of their way to make sure everybody looks their best, okay? But let's not kid each other. It's not, you're not able to not modify it because I don't want my face to look different. It's because they basically are very conscientious of how President Trump is presented to the public at all times. So you're not allowed to add a filter and make him orange or fuck some fucked up color because you're trying to make yourself look different. And to go to that level of, of painstaking process because you're, you're essentially like, this is who he wants to be to these people. This is how he wants the public to see him and remember him. And you think about that and you compare it to DeSantis just fucking just recklessly cackling like a weirdo, deep throating a beer like a fucking weirdo, um, being awkward to the kids. And it's so funny to watch this super extreme uh, like care taken essentially to Donald Trump's image versus the total shit-tastic fucking imagery that you see from any random DeSantis event. I mean, they they don't even have enough sense to to book venues that are easily like sort of manipulated to look like a more full room. They keep putting him in giant rooms with 16 people and then being like, fuck you, it was a busy Wednesday. They It was during rush hour or some shit. Like they have a new excuse every day of the week for why he can't get more than 50 people in a room. And it always centers around like, well, it was Monday and oh, it was after lunch and people were full and all these bullshit excuses. But I don't know if you guys ever knew that about getting your picture taken with President Trump, but it's true. You get that image and in the email, it says it right there. You are you're not allowed to modify this in any way, shape or form or you face uh, you could face some serious repercussions from Team Trump. So thought that was kind of interesting. All right. Final thoughts, California. Anything you want to add before we wrap up tonight? Yeah, everybody get a good night's sleep. Because tomorrow we battle. Well, I'll be up all night doing stuff. But don't worry, man. If you're anxious about it, if you're starting to feel that, like, oh, no, don't. Uh, because we got your back. Trump's got your back. And uh, we're on the side of God, man. People are like, oh, you're, uh, he's your Jesus. No, man. We know. We're on a mission. We are on a mission to take back this country for God and country and for our family. And uh, we're on the right side of history. And so nothing easy or nothing good ever comes easy. This is a battle. So I want to encourage you guys to, to get healthy, get ready to go. And uh, this is the fight of our lifetime, man. And I am so excited for it. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Mike. That was excellent. Trev, final thoughts, man. Yeah, about same in the, in the same vein, you know. I mean, we'll, we'll get back at it tomorrow. Um, you know, if you can you can afford to to donate more to Trump, do so. If you if you can't, just keep you know retweeting the memes and keep pushing the positive message and uh, you know and have faith. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on MAGA Weekly. Uh, I am author Brendan Dilly. Those are my co-hosts, Miguelifornia and Magical Trevor Meme TV. You should uh, definitely check out both of their Twitter accounts, subscribe, and make sure you guys uh, tune in for both of their broadcasts. Mike has one that's every single morning. It is his Bible study, 
and Trev does a Saturday night meme TV uh, event mashup, and it's really cool. And if you like memes, you're going to love that show. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, and I obviously am doing the Dilly Show Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. You can check that out either through Twitter or you can go to dillyshow.com. But uh, we're done tonight. God bless you guys. God bless uh, America and God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I will see all of you guys next Tuesday for another edition of MAGA Weekly at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, keep taking it all back. See you guys.